Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the rafters of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there. I'm Dave, Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. We're proud that Aurora is the most diverse city in Colorado. You can experience culture, shopping, and cuisines from around the world here. And that global experience is amplified on Havana Street, a special 4.3-mile district created in 2007 by business owners and neighborhood leaders that celebrate all the cultures that make Aurora so special. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Chance Horiuchi, the Executive Director of the Havana Business Improvement District. Chance, good morning. Good morning, thank you for having me. How does it feel to be the Wonder Woman of an entire business district? I don't know if I'm a Wonder Woman. I definitely feel so grateful to work for such a diverse and global corridor. Um, I. I love on Havana Street, even before I lived in Aurora and even when I lived in Northern Colorado, it's always been a destination. And I've lived here now almost 16 years. I wanna wanna delve into that, but you you came in here with what's already been a busy day. What is a typical day in the life like for you? You wear so many hats. You know, a lot of meetings, a lot of phone calls, a lot of business visits. Um, We do a lot of business advocacy, so a lot of facilitating, connecting. A lot of my role also includes a lot of marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. So a typical day might be with a call with our Havana Motor Mile marketing, so we can kind of schedule our ongoing commercials, working with amazing partners and collaborators like yourself so that we can schedule um, interviews as well as videography and photography to go and visit different businesses. Um, We also also been really working with a lot of micro influencers and social media and different entrepreneurs to support some of our younger um, and newer opening businesses in the corridor and that's been really awesome so every day is a little different Um, um, just yesterday we visited went shop to shop to shop to kind of promote the Havana Street global market yeah Um, and so it's always fun to kind of visit business owners and pop in um, and learn more about what's going on with them right now and you're so hands-on you're you're not sitting behind a desk you know repurposing social media you're actually going out there shaking hands kissing. we try I try I should say we try and I try (laughs) yeah you do a really great job I mean you tag us in so many things that that we repost on on our socials at uh, visit Aurora CO we thank you for that but um, you're really involved on a day-to-day basis directly with all these business owners. I definitely have a huge heart um, for everything they do. I mean, everyone in the community is still going through COVID-19 recovery and workforce challenges. And so if a little photo shoot and a marketing little post um, can help a small business owner or connect them with a new hiring opportunity for their business, you know, social media has really gone a long way. Um, We have over 2,100 business licenses in the area and 80% of them are small. So working with a lot of the small and minority owned businesses, those types of tools like social media and utilizing community partners like Visit Aurora are huge for the business district. Along with the work that you do on Havana Street, you're involved with so many organizations here. You're volunteering, you're serving on boards. Uh, how do you have that time and and where does this spirit of service to the community come from? I'm from Hawaii. I'm from a pineapple time in Hawaii called Waihoa and you know I've always been really community oriented and driven. I've always had a passion for volunteering and being a part of our community whether I'm in northern Colorado, Denver, Aurora. I've always felt you know really welcomed and 
on Havana Street, that Aloha spirit to me, I think the diversity of all the global businesses and that drive um, really, really pushes me and I I love being a part of it. And so I don't sleep much, but I do, I, I have to learn to say no more, but I do say yes all the time, which is why I, I'm on so many boards and I dedicate so much of my time to be able to commit to the community. Born and raised in Hawaii, you go to school in all places, Greeley. I and loved Greeley, I, actually. I, I know this is a podcast for Visit Aurora, but I really enjoyed my time in Greeley. Well, I, I want to <laughs> ask, how did that come about and um, what was that adjustment like for you? You know, it was adjustment. It was a huge culture shock for me. Um, I'm from a small town in Waihua um, near the North Shore of Oahu, but I grew up actually in Kohala, Kaimaki, and I wanted something new and different I wanted to explore. I've, I've never been to Colorado. So my first day going to UNC in Greeley was my first day in Colorado. And mm -hmm. it definitely, going from you know Hawaii and Honolulu to Greeley was definitely a culture shock for me. Um, but I loved it so much I stayed there actually a couple years after graduating and took part in um, volunteering and doing AmeriCorps and working with Weld County Public Health Department and also another nonprofit called Realizing Our Community. And so same in Greeley, I really thrived in that diverse environment. They have a little, they have different pockets of different okay. diverse cultures also there. And so I was really fortunate to be able to work with so many of them. Um, this seems like a, a natural question then. You've lived in Colorado, you grew up in Hawaii. If you had to choose mountains or the beach, Oh, beach every day. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat a sunset um, at the beach, even though the sunsets in the mountains are magical. And at Cherry Creek, I just went paddleboarding yesterday. Um, sunsets in Colorado are also pretty amazing. They are phenomenal. I've never seen sunsets like I saw when I visited Hawaii. I can't imagine any place competing with that, really. It's a little different because the Aloha Spirit in Ohana is there, too. So, mm -hmm. of course, home will always be um, where my heart is. Um, it sounds like in your life you've had a lot of amazing cultural experiences, impactful experiences. Could you share some of those uh, with us? You know, referencing going back to Greeley, one of the opportunities that when people always ask me why Greeley is, Greeley helped me kind of come out of my shell and experience things. And because it was so new to me and it was a culture shock, I was a more of a bio and a science major. Um, and I kind of transitioned into medical and anthropology. Um, my last year so during that time i was invited to a buffalo hunt really and so being in colorado was sponsored by the colorado rockies and um you could go on a five-day buffalo hunt with the native american student services which shared the same building as the asian um, pacific islander community as well so there was quite a few diverse attendees that went and there was a huge group of us and we actually got to participate in a real buffalo hunt um, and it was probably one of the most life-changing and like special memories that I have of being at Greeley and UNC. And from my understanding, those excursions, it's its a sacred, it's a very traditional, sacred, right? respectful only, mm -hmm. event. And that part was the most honoring part where they wanted to share their culture with different communities and also the students. Um, and it was an amazing experience because you weren't just going with the students and college kids, but with faculty and the community and the family. So I imagine being from Hawaii, I thought we'd be out with horses and you know buffalo hunting and, right. and hiking. We were in big trucks and <laughs> some of the buffalo were the size of like 14 passenger vans. Wow. I mean, and it was my favorite part about it. And I think Native American culture is very similar to, you know, 
um, Native Hawaiian, it incorporates the whole family and the whole community. And so everyone comes out from newborn babies to, you know, grandmas and grandpas. And so really my favorite part, of course, we all love food, but um, was <laughs> cooking. You know, even the first night when we were camping out, um, they hunted some elk and deer and I was part of the kitchen crew and we would cut up elk steaks and that was my first time having live or fresh elk steaks um, for barbecuing with wow. the whole family and the community and there was hundreds of us. So learning to cook for that many people um, was also a big fun activity And just well. that spirit of community and connecting the it nature, was. just mm -hmm. I can imagine how fulfilling that, that whole experience must have been for you. Yeah, and of course, you know, I, so Northern Colorado has a big piece of my heart as I've been here for 16 years, but you know, for the past decade, I've really been in the Denver, Aurora, Eastern metro area, and my time at the Chamber of Commerce also helped me understand the different pockets of the community here in this metro area. And, you know, talking about cultural and special experiences, you know, all those ribbon cuttings and grand openings and, you know, just being a part of our diverse community and supporting our diverse community and having them opportunity to be able to have some economic development. And, and so that's also been a huge part of some of the special experiences that I have been a part of. Seeing families fulfill their dreams mm -hmm. um, has got to be super powerful. What, what initially drew you to Aurora? Was it volunteering with the chamber? You know, I was, um, I had an opportunity. I was originally volunteering and um, Kevin Hogan, the CEO at the chamber at the time was actually starting to open or wanting to start a new committee group with our young professionals. Um, this is many years ago now, um, almost a decade, but there weren't young professional groups. Um, it was one of the very first, and so there was quite a few of our young entrepreneurs kind of got together and with some of the board members, and I volunteered at the time to help establish the young professionals group, and then through that work, um, working with the staff, I was offered a position there, and so that's when I started my six years at the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. So it was really through volunteering and engaging with the community, and around that time was also during 720, and so that mm -hmm. was also um, a big part of the community engagement when I first started with the Chamber of Commerce. The Havana Business Improvement District is the largest and most diverse in the country, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, I can imagine it It also creates some challenges. Uh, how are you able to navigate, navigate the differences in cultures while simultaneously fostering a sense of community among all the mm -hmm. business owners? Honestly, constantly learning and reaching out to community partners and really listening and being a part of the community and engaging the community voices and making sure they're heard and that they feel that they matter. Um, a lot of our community partners, you know, one of the challenges is, and I believe there's over 160 languages, one in three are bilingual in Aurora, and wow. that kind of reflects the public school systems and also the businesses community. One of our our big advocates is working with different nonprofits um, that are bilingual or trilingual, um, and, you know, engaging those entrepreneurs that are those trusted voices in those communities. And so I really do spend a significant amount of time at different nonprofits and churches and different community organizations because without those community partners, I'm solo for 2,100 businesses. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do without partners like Visit Aurora or the Chamber of Commerce or honestly, even with the city of Aurora. There's quite a few opportunities where they offer translators for really important public meetings, um, grant funding opportunities, different resources. So we've been really fortunate that our community partners really step up for the district and um, make it available and make those resources available for our diverse community. Not a lot of people even know that the El Salvadorian consulate is on Havana in the Havana Tower from across from the Aurora Costco at 1450 South Havana. And, you know, that's an amazing and an incredible resource for our 
diverse community and to be able to have that housed in the global business district is a big deal for us. It truly is a community among these business owners. Uh, and in theory, you may see the owner of the restaurant across the street as competition, but it seems like everybody kind of comes together mm -hmm. for a common goal. They really do and they really support each other. I mean, we always have different media publications, even from DC and New York, a lot of venture capitalists from all over the world um, specifically want to be a part of Havana or invest in Havana. A lot of Havana's businesses are test markets because we're such a global um, corridor. Um, so even some of the large corporates, a lot of the really cool new products at Taco Bell or Sephora or you name it, um, they test market in the district. And so really fortunate because not only do our big corporate stores and retailers um, really utilize and hone in on the diversity and inclusivity of our community, but majority, like I mentioned, of our, we have over 20 to 30 shopping centers and majority of them are small business and independently and locally owned, which is also very rare and unique to most BIDs across the country. Wow. Um, Aurora is in a period of explosive growth right now. It feels like the sky is the limit with development and economic opportunity. Um, but with that growth comes a responsibility to protect that which makes our community so unique, uh, it's people. Mm -hmm. um, how can we find that balance, particularly over this next decade, which is gonna be so transformative for our city? You know, finding that balance is really, we host a lot of public meetings and outreach. We do walk business to business to make sure they're included. A lot of our small businesses are, are working. They don't have the luxury to be able to attend the public meetings or go to city council. So I try my best to collect those testimonies, get those text messages, those emails, those photos, and be able to share them with those key leaders in the community. So one of the big goals that we've done, not just over the past couple of years, but more intentionally this year, um, is to connect our, our global businesses to legislators, connect them to the governor, connect them with city council, let them understand the importance importance of their voice and how those testimonies make an impact. I mean, some of the testimonies from the BID actually is what pushed through grant funding mm. through the state level and at the city level. You know, and a lot of these businesses didn't realize how powerful their stories and testimonies can be and how not it only just not only supports on Havana Street, but the overall small business community here in Colorado. There, as you mentioned, there are approximately 2,100 businesses that, that you oversee and support. And I know you love them all. They hold hold them near and dear to your heart. <laughs> I do. I do. So let's go through them one by one. No, um, okay. Highlight a few that that, that really you know you, you know. Hold so just dear. recently, I've been doing those business visits. Just in it's beautiful weather here right now, and so I've been visiting businesses, and I actually got to meet some new business owners that I haven't been able to engage with. Um, I think because of COVID and some of those challenges of visiting, um, golf first. Uh, restaurant. It's an Ethiopian restaurant. Abdul was is one of the owners, um, and I just recently got to visit and had their beef tibs and their veggie combo. And I won't lie, I do love my Nile and Addis Ababa and my J Love and my Nana's African markets. And so there's quite a few others um, that are very established in our community. Mm -hmm. um, but I did just recently get a chance to go to Golf First Ethiopian. It's on the 10 South Havana. It's on the Northern Corridor, closer to Del Mar. Okay. Um, and it was delicious. Yeah. And their Ethiopian coffee was amazing. <laughs> What's the, the one restaurant that you feel is a hidden gem that you just want to scream from the mountaintop that, hey, you need this place in your life? Hidden gem. Oh, there's so many. There's so many hidden gems. We have over 100 diverse 
um, international restaurants and cuisines in the corridor, which most people don't believe me. And then I send them the list and they're like, right. that's a lot of restaurants. Yeah. Um, I would say Shinwan Guan. It's a Korean barbecue. It's behind Havana. It's behind the honey baked ham. Okay. It's in the shopping center called Yale Place. Uh, most people, if I give, um, they'll know like fascinations and it's an adjacent to the H Mart shopping okay. center. Yeah. Um, I believe they've been in business for about 20 years, but the current owners owned it for about seven or eight. Um, she's also one of the few female owned Korean barbecue um, businesses that I know of. Um, but man, their LA Galbi ribs are amazing and out of this world. So many of the Korean eateries, we have a Koreatown Aurora and on Havana Street is included in that branding. Um, we have the Seoul Korean barbecue that I love so much, um, and is always a great staple in Daegi. But I do know for a hidden gem, not a lot of people. Most people go to Seoul Korean barbecue and hot pot, which has been a destination for me for 16 years. Even when right. I lived in Greeley, I would go and celebrate my birthday there. Yeah. Um, but Shinwon Guan is a hidden gem for okay. sure. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, the pressure was immense for business owners during the height of the pandemic, but uh, here you are supporting dozens of businesses. How did you navigate? the last two years and what lessons did you take from the pandemic? Not that we're out of it, but yeah. with hopefully some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, family and friends have been huge supports, community partners like you folks at Visit Aurora. Um, I really, really had to strengthen our community partners and our relationships um, during COVID because we were all in it together. No one knew what we were doing and how to navigate the new you know, the new restrictions or the new upcoming legislation. And so really for me was, you know, making sure to find time to take care of myself. That's something I've I've learned. I do say yes too much. And yeah. so finding time like yesterday, you know, picking up our favorite takeout and then going paddleboarding at Cherry Creek Reservoir, which is only like most people don't know, but that's one of my favorite date night things to do is like pick up some good takeout from an on Havana Street okay. um, hidden gem nice. and then just drive three, three miles over to Cherry Creek State Park. I think one of the benefits of living in Aurora is that we have access to the outdoors mm -hmm. and most people are so fascinated that we have a state park like in the middle of the metro area mm -hmm. where you can feel like you can escape and you're only five minutes. Um, it's a five minute drive. Right. Really excited about the Havana Street uh, Global Market this summer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Go yes. Dive a little deep into so that. So we are not the host. We are actually the kind of marketing and helping to support our stakeholders. So Western Centers owns the Havana Exchange Shopping Center, which is the market, which is the property where this market is going to be hosted. And so Bonfire Events, Jay Kim has actually reached out, and I want to share a little bit because. He's really been amazing and, and a true, he understands like the core values of On Havana Street and truly engaging the small business owner and the entrepreneur. For many, many years, the business community in Aurora always shared that there really, really wasn't a global market or farmer's market space for them. I know many of our other community partners have farmer's markets, but not specifically for immigrant and refugee owned businesses. So Nana's African market mm -hmm. and other kind of vendors. We have over 20 international markets in our district too. Wow. Some very small, most people know H Mart, but people don't know M Mart, um, mm -hmm. Medopa Mart. And so that is another, you know, there's so many of them and we wanted to give them an opportunity for more exposure and also so the community can experience some of these global cuisines and businesses in a different space. And so that's been huge for us. And Jay Kim had that vision and specifically chose on Havana Street because he knew we were a global business district. 
Are there other upcoming events or, or initiatives that are forthcoming that you're excited about for Anna Vanna Street? You know, one of the big things is I really want to bring back some new new events. We had to put quite a few of our signature ones on hold. I really want them to come back. One of the signature ones was the cruise in Havana. Some of the challenges right now, we have 209 properties that pay that four and a half mil levy. And um, I don't know, challenge or opportunity, but during COVID, a lot of portfolio deals were sold. And so a lot of the property and ownership and the identity of Havana has completely changed in the past 18 months. And so because of the stakeholder change, a lot of them want different things, new growth, different events. And so really trying to harness the voice of the community and what the businesses would like to see moving forward. So highly recommend reaching out to us and letting us know what you'd like to see on Havana. I want to bring back the concerts. So we're trying to do um, some of the challenges with that is permissions with the property. We don't own property on Havana. So we collect the mill levy and the tax and we utilize that money to promote and do events and advocacy, but we don't own the property. So when we host an event, we have to get permission and certificates of insurance from every tenant and every business. And with new ownership changes and things like that, it's a little bit more challenging than, you know, being able to do the same event that we did there for a decade, because this will be our 15th year. So we're very much so established BID. You know, um, we're very grateful to our founder, Gail Jechik, who started the BID. She's also still on planning commission. So another community partner. Um, but yeah, that would be something I'd like. I'd like to bring back some new, fun, eclectic, energetic events and looking forward to hearing back feedback from the community and what that looks like, especially now with new businesses um, rolling into Havana. Building that out even more, what's your long-term vision for on Havana Street? Where do you put it, put on your uh, crystal I ball? want it to be, you know, I know Aurora is a destination for many, but I really, I want on Havana Street to be known as that place to be. There's always something for everyone because it's a global business corridor. You know, we have our Havana Motor Mile marketing where it's mm -hmm. get all your automotive needs with, you know, 20 auto dealers and 100 plus auto services and parts. But we have a public art program with Art2C, with a partnership with Art and Public Places, with the city of Aurora. Um, you know, a lot of the things I just want people to know that we are that place and it, it, it is a destination to have those global experiences, global cuisines, be able to support small and local. Um, so that's what my goal would be so that it's a no, I think most locals know it's a place to get good food yeah. and where to get your windshield wiper place or a car. But I want most, I want it to be known nationally or globally that we are a global business district. Yeah, order. there's no reason why it shouldn't be known when you think of Colorado and the Aurora Denver metro area as mm -hmm. a whole. Like this is a signature destination mm -hmm. that must be visited. A lot of people in hospitality seem to know. So like even yeah. when I travel, they'll mention like, oh, I know So Cream Barbecue or So Mandu, one number three or mm -hmm. number one restaurant. And so, you know, we, we definitely have some of the hospitality injuries and a lot of flight attendants and um, different pilots definitely will make that 20 minute drive from the airport. And that's the thing. We're only like 20, 30 minutes from the airport, right. which everyone tells me they'll drive for good food, they'll yeah. drive for a good cultural experience, they'll drive to support small and local minority-owned businesses. And so I, I really love that and I appreciate that because a lot of our community partners celebrate us for that and we wouldn't be anything without our community, so. Personally, when will we see uh, Mayor Chance? What are your aspirations? Oh my, Mayor. Take, take over the world. Oh, I would rather be the more behind the scenes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Just want to pull the <laughs> I love that. pull the puppets. That threw me off guard, Mayor. Yeah. Oh my! No, no, no. You, no. Never, you haven't thought about maybe 
future aspirations? Oh no, I definitely would love to be able to contribute to the community in some sort of way, but I don't know if that title would be for okay. me. All right, um, <laughs> thank you, you. You've kind of shine shown a light on this just a little bit, but I want to put you on the spot slightly. If you were crafting an ultimate date night, date day experience yeah. on Havana Street, like walk me through what your daily itinerary would be. Honestly, I can even share one that I've done recently. Yeah. Um, let's see. I really enjoy, so a lot of, we have different small, smaller coffee shops that just recently opened. I really enjoy going to coffee store, Tula George's, it's a new Korean French bakery, um, picking up a ube latte and maybe a sweet treat of some sort or two, and then maybe a dozen for later. Right. <laughs> you go to this bakery and you hope that you can only get a handful and then you just end up buying a dozen. And I also love sharing it with my community, so I'll drop it off at my neighbors or friends. Um, then um, I'll usually venture over to like the Heirloom Antique Mall, or um, there's also some really good shopping. I still love Village on the Park because one of the things I love about Havana with our 30 shopping centers is because there's a lot of little hidden gems in international markets. So you can go hit up M Mart or the small international markets, but then you can still go to your TJ Maxx and your mm -hmm. Old Navy and your right. Ross and your you know Five Below. And so I'll definitely do those things. And then we usually love First Watch or Sam's Number Three or Dozens for brunch. Mm -hmm. And then um, if we still have some room, we'll walk over to share tea, snow, or um, now it's called ban boba. Um, so there's pretty good, so we'll get a boba. And then after that, sometimes we'll venture over to the gardens on Havana and get your like Target and Costco and Sprouts kind of grocery shopping done. Okay. And then if we're spending the whole day on Havana, we'll grab takeout like a somandu or el tequileno or something like that and then we'll head over to cherry creek like i mentioned earlier and go fishing and paddle boarding until the sun sets that what a great day that would be and after that we'll head back to havana and grab milk row before they close right. <laughs> so there's a lot i mean I've, I've definitely done quite a few date nights um i'm dating a chef so our schedules don't always um, so I have very odd date nights. They're pretty late where Havana also has an incredible night scene. And that's typically where the hospitality industry and the pilots and the flight attendants kind of reach out. There's lots of karaoke or karaoke bars and hookah bars and clubs and billards. And so a lot of the Korean pubs and things like that, those are always fun to go to in the evenings. It's apparent how passionate you are, <laughs> um, but I think our city is extremely lucky to have you as a Thank steward, you. not only for on Havana Street, but for the city as a whole. I mean, you're you're an asset to our community, and I thank you for that. Thank you. Chance Horiuchi, Executive Director of the Havana Business Improvement District. Make sure you check them out online at onhavanastreet.com. And of course, you're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at onhavanastreet. Chance, thank you for the time today. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every 
every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.